Okay guys, welcome to another beautiful episode of the Official Gunners World Elite Podcast where we talk everything Arsenal. And in today's episode, joining me as always is a super, super, super Eva. Eva, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm fine, David. Good evening, everyone. And also with us for the first time this year, yes, is Sansi. Sansi, welcome back and um, Happy New Year. Welcome to today's podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Well, the, for for my national perspective, the year is not really happy first to ah, oh, stop putting somebody on suspense. Let them sign Wukaila now. Ah. Calm down, calm down. Good things take time. And as always, <laughs> for the second time this year, um, what is that his name again? Um, John is still out of our episode after he'll be shouting that. He doesn't miss um, any of our episodes, but thank God he has missed two back to back. Hopefully, he gets to join us as he keeps on um, working in his sites, construction sites. <laughs> Ever <laughs> welcome once more. Um, thank you very much. Okay, when we we'll come back from this book, we're going straight to our items for today. Stay with us. Guys, welcome back. I know we're just going straight to our victory against Oxford. Is it Oxford City or Oxford United? I guess it's Oxford City. Uh, Oxford where we won by three goals to nothing. You can tell with two goals and uh, focusing the, the third goal score, but then I knew that uh, Fabio Vieira made and two Nene. assists in that particular. Pardon? Oh, Nene. yeah, wrong <laughs> Ever, Ever starting with you, how I guess you watched the match and um. How was our performance overall, seeing the way we rested um, a few of our key players? Um, well, it, it was a cup game, and um, we know how our cup games go. Sometimes the upsets, uh, they, they call it the magic of the FA Cup. Uh, but this time around, there was no magic from the side of the Oxford team. It was, it was the Arsenal team that did the, the normal thing. Uh, the first half wasn't that good because you would expect the top of the Premier League to just dismantle the their opponents. Mm. But the first half wasn't really, really good. Uh, somehow, the second half, I think, we upped our game, played with a better intensity, um, made some changes, and the likes of Shaka and Zitenko um, uh, came in with experience and some level of... Uh, uh, aggressiveness that was missing in the first half and from there there was just nothing the Oxford team could do we just showed our class and well, defeated them by three goals to need the courtesy of uh, El Neni, the Egyptian Pelo and two brilliant goals from uh, Edin Ketia. So on to the next one. Um, um, thank you. Eva, I still want to stay with you. When I saw the starting eleven against Oxford, I saw Martinelli and Saka starts in that game, and um, I think in the course of after the second goal, we saw um, Saka limping off. Although Ateta has now confirmed that 
Saka is fit and is ready for the North London level. But the question I want to ask you now, Saka and Martinelli starting that game against Oxford City wasn't necessary. In my opinion, uh, it wasn't necessary. But at the same time, you wouldn't want to question the manager. He doesn't have enough resources. So I think he's trying to manage the little he had. But I, I really, I really don't think, if at all, you want any of those players to start. I, I would, I would, I would expect two to be on the bench. Let's say Martinelli is starting, Eddie and um, Saka should be on the bench. If Saka is starting, Eddie and Martinelli should be on the bench. But the three players started, and that was risky. I can imagine what was going through the minds of Arsenal fans when Saka started limping. You know, I expect the manager to use this cup to develop um, some younger talents. Um, we have a few players from the under-23 who I think have not been given a chance, per se. I, hopefully. Very, ah, well, our next game is against Man City, so let me know if we hope. There's no chance for some of them. But I don't think it was necessary that the three of them started. But at the end of the day, Ateta has the final say. Ateta indeed has the final say. I'm going to, to Santi. Still on the game against Oxford, we saw Fabio Vieira's um, performance. And I don't think this is actually the first time <clears> he's <throat> putting in such good performance. I think that performance against Oxford, the people started with questioning that. Why wasn't he introduced against Newcastle? I actually want to stay with you with Fabio Vieira's um, importance in that particular fixture and his importance as a whole for Arsenal this season. Then you can actually also look at Inkitia's performance. Two goals on the night and um, he's one of our leading goal scorers for the season already. So how good was Inkitia and uh, Fabio Vieira on the night, Santi? Well, um, talking about um, Fabio Vieira, like ever stated before, you see, in the first half, the whole the whole team were like a shadow of themselves. Mm. You know, there there was no creativity, no sense of urgency, and there was no purpose. Then for this way, so everybody was um, playing as if they were lost on the pitch. Well, second half, um, you know, Fabio Vieira injected himself more into the game, grabbing two assists. You know, first um, he assisted um, the opening goal by Elneny, and second one gave a very very. Good defense splitting pass to uh, Inketia, and um, he made the most of it. So, what that's what we need. If he can start rising up to occasions like this, you understand? Then we know at least we have someone who can deputize for Odegaard when Odegaard is not playing. You know. So and before he could pick up that day, it was after I think it was after um, Jacka's um, introduction into the game. He was able to move forward and yeah, we were going forward. So and he was at the key, was at the center of all the attacks that we were, we were, we were making that day. So talking about um Nketia, it's really been good for him. I think he's got four goals in four matches since uh yeah, of uh, for, for league games. You know, it's it's really uh, a great uh, season for him so far right now. Because filling the boots of uh, injured Gabriel Jesus is not really uh, a small task, you know, owing to the fact that he has not even been playing much even when Jesus was around because I think he was having just some minutes off the bench. So for him to have started some games, uh, West Ham, Brighton, and then he has scored in those games and now he's got to against uh, Oxford, I think is uh, really, really good for his um, morale. 
at least going forward or going to the next matches. We have Tottenham, we have my U. I think Man City also. So I think he, he, yeah, I think he will really need uh, goals to boost up uh, his uh, his morale going to those games. Yeah. Well, um, in the reverse fixture last season, I think when Arsenal won Manchester United, is it 3-1 or 4-2 now? Yeah, 3-1. I think he won the penalty in that um, Saka eventually converted. We'll be hoping he puts in um, that kind of performance against um, both Tottenham and um, Manchester United. Uh, uh, just to, 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 um, talk, talking about our fixture, um, the one um, very close to us is the North London Derby. Yes, on Sunday evening, and uh, the match. You know, a lot of people. I <laughs> saw one. Well, I don't know the journalist or the, the pundit that was asked to make his um, combined first eleven, and I was seeing four Arsenal players and several. I, I did not even bother to read or or to even know who the journalist or the or the pundit was. Um, the the North London Derby is coming up, and it's it's really it's getting interesting because. Although a lot of people want to see Arsenal in great form, sports are not in great form, but, but recent results or, or history have told us that fixtures like this are um, always determined by the home team, not just form has nothing to do with it. And that that's why we're going straight to Eva. Eva, looking at the fixture against sports at um, at White Hart Lane, this is, this is a ground we've not won for the past how many years now? Eight years. I think the last time we won there was in 2014. Is it Tomas Vizuski or Santi Cazola's goal that actually sealed that victory for us? And um, Arsenal fighting for the tie too, looking at how close Manchester, two Manchester clubs are to us. Uh, Manchester City are five points close. Man, um, Manchester United are nine points close. Um, a victory for Arsenal, considering our matches, the two Manchester will be facing each other. A victory for Arsenal. Um, Put Arsenal in the driving seat. Ever, uh, what's what's your take on this particular fixture against Spurs? Well, uh, it's a North London derby, like everybody knows, and um, uh, derbies like this sometimes are not determined by form or, or or quality. Sometimes it's about a team that is more fired up on the day. The team that is ready to 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 kill themselves on the pitch for their fans. So it won't be anything different. These are two big teams. They've come a long way. Uh, North London Derby is always full of fireworks. Um, sports have not really been at their best, but I think a week ago thereabouts they pummeled another London rival, Crystal Palace, by four goals to nothing. So so you just know that they are fired up and they are ready for this. And they've been talking tough as well, including their manager. And then Arsenal, on the other hand, um, we have been top of the table and it is an opportunity for us to go to uh, the sports ground and come out with something. I don't know if we can do it, but it would be massive if we can do it. I just pray we, we take advantage of this huge opportunity for us. Last season, I know sports demolished us. They embarrassed us when we went there. But this is a different ball game. This is a different season. After beating them three goals to nil at the Emirates, um, we should be able to at least come out with a point. For me, a point from that game would be massive for us. So I just I just hope, um, I want to be optimistic that we can we can get something from that game, even if it's not a victory. Even if it's not a victory, a point to do us um yes. so much good according to Eva. 
But let's see if Santi agrees to that line of thought. Santi, um, Ramsdale, as Jita Jesse Ramsdale, um, Odegaard, our captain, fantastic, has just been named as um, Premier League Player of the Month of um, November, December, as well as our manager has also been named as Manager of the Month, November and December. Um, this, I don't think there's any better time than for this award coming in, looking at we have the North London Derby in place. How does this, uh, how does this uh, news get to fire up this team for this North London Derby? And do you agree with um, Eva? That eight points is more than enough. Well, okay. Um, I think um, going into that match, um, a few mm. days to that match, um, our player and our manager have been named as the, uh, the player of the month and manager of the month. So I think it will send a message to our rivals that you guys are actually playing against mm. an, a team of elites, a team of, of superstars, unlike before that, mm. who just field some players that let me call them no testing no non-tested players you all put them for feed and they will do anyhow so now at least they know they're actually playing against footballers footballers that matters uh, that are recognized as in even the league management body everybody everybody recognizes so that thing they know they are playing against um, um a team right now a strong team right now so going into that game it's it's it breeds um more confidence towards not just the players, even the manager. Because I think the winning, if you are winning a team, your win starts from the manager. Understand? He is the one who inculcates um, the spirit of confidence into the players. And that's what they display on the field of play. So, and Oligard being not just an Arsenal player, he is the captain. And he has won the award. I think it's really going to uh, impact us uh, positively. Um, in that uh, North London debut. And I, well, on a normal ground, I would have shared uh, the same sentiment as um, Ibao, that um, uh, one point will, will be enough for us from there. But I still think we can do better. Yes, you can do better. We are top of the league. We are going for the title. Going to White, going to um, London, London Stadium, or what's the name of the I'm going there. To to earn a point at this time of the season, uh, I don't think that's a good result for us. Because if we are going to win titles, we are going to win the Premier League title, we need to win matches as hard as this. Tottenham away, we need to win such match. At least it will send another message. Win such matches. We need to win a game uh, as hard as play, as hard as this and not London Derby, especially when we are going away. We need to win this kind of match to send real message to the rest of, of, of our rivals that these guys, we have we have arrived, we mean business and we are not taking it lightly with anybody. So I still think we can go on for the maximum points that day because Tottenham really, they don't have, on paper, I don't think they have a team that matches ours. Bar um, Hurricane from that uh, team, I don't see any other person that that can that can really that can really uh, make us lose focus or make us lose that game that day. So I still think the Gunners should be able to get their maximum points from that so, game. So what's your prediction in that particular fixture, Santi? Uh, I'll be going for a two-one Arsenal to Tottenham. A two-one victory. Eva, your prediction? Ah, uh, my prediction one-one. One-one. Wow. Okay, let's see. Last time, I think 
Well, I've not said that episode was produced, but I know, I, I can't remember. Yes, it was produced. I think Eva said Aston was going to sign Felix. Eva, were you on the show? I was going to sign Felix. Yes. Were you on the show? Not so sure. We made a prediction on Felix and Modric. Okay, uh, okay, let's let's leave all of that for now. Okay, um, <laughs> life scores now. Recording this episode on the on the thirteenth of January, and um, it's actually Aston Villa two, Leeds United one. Um, Bondia, is it Bondia or Bondia? And um, Bondia. What's the other guy's name? Um, Bondia and Bailey. The goal scores for Aston Villa and um, Bamford uh, of Leeds got the. Um, do one back, so they're still into extra time. Hopefully, this might just end by two goals to one. So, if any of your players have scored, congratulations! And if your players, your, your defenders have refused to keep clean sheet, still of the same, congratulations. When we come back from this episode, when we come back from this break, rather, we'll be looking at our transfer news and FPL. Stay with us. Welcome back to this beautiful episode. And um, we're going straight to the transfer making the rounds. Earlier um, today, we got news reports that um, Arsenal are closing. We've been closing this year. I could remember the days of Asevenga where we're always closing the <laughs> close deals and close deals, and they refuse to close until the end of the transfer window. So Arsenal always close to closing this particular deal. Um, Mikalo Modric of um, Shakhtar Donetsk. The report that came out today is that. Arsenal made the third and probably a final offer for for this young man, and um, with almost seventy million euros guaranteed fee and twenty to twenty-five um, euros um, in add-ons or bonuses, as you might want to put it. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, Santi, let me start with you. Yeah. Does this um, particular deal does this? I know it's it's quite exhausting. We've talked about Modric, Modric. Everyone is tired. So we've been talking about him since December, and this is January 13th. But this particular player, does this? Does it fix um, all of? Yes, does it fix all of Arsenal's problem? Well, um, <laughs> first things first. I I like him. I like him as a, as personally. I like him. He's he's very very talented and. Um, from from what I've watched about him, he's he's exactly the type of player we need in our attack right now. You know, mm. but solving all of Arsenal's problems, Arsenal has about one hundred and one problem as far as I'm concerned. I, so, we have one hundred and one problem, but Chelsea is not part of them. <laughs> these are different, uh, those ones, those ones, those ones, they are problem. <laughs> so, um, I I I I still think. Um, Okay, let me talk, let me talk about the attack alone. Let me not go into any other thing. He, yeah, of course, he's going to add serious value and more quality to the team. You know, at least you know there's somebody to call upon when whenever the people who are in the starting lineup are not getting it right. You know, you have that quality on the bench. When you look back, you're like, okay, I have this guy. You 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 have a um, rest of mind a bit that there's somebody you can call upon to come change the game for you. You know, he's very good. He's he's um he's very very talented and he's got good quality. But if it's about the money, I I still I think it's a bit um 
Uh, a bit outrageous, is it? I don't know. I don't know the um what they call the condition for the add-ons anyway. Maybe they might ask him. Maybe it's if he wins Ballon d'Or or if he wins two Ballon d'Or. I don't know something like that. But if the add-ons are met, you know, seventy-five um, m also are more. I'm only big sponsor, but then at least when you are getting um your the services of what you are of what you paid for, I don't think that you you really talk about um the money again. If you buy Modric now, he comes just um these last few games of the season that remaining now, he comes and give us uh, maybe thirty plus goal and assist ratio. So I I think nobody will talk about the money again. Mm-hmm. Everybody excited, yeah. So but when he comes and he turns to another Pepe Pro Max. And that time everybody could shout, say, ah, upon pursuing they buy like this now, this is what they do. So I, 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 the deal excites me anyway. I would love to see him in our colors very, very soon. Uh, you love to see him in the colors of the Arsenal very, very soon. Um, Eva, um, Modric, I was watching his highlights and um, I was trying to understand the kind of wingers um, Ateta and Edu have been chasing in the past two to three win- windows. I, I started with Rafinha. Um, I saw how explosive Rafinha actually is. And um, which other guy, this Pedro Neto, I had, I'm, I'm not sure I saw much of him. I don't know how explosive he is, but I guess he should be explosive. And I saw another Modric, and I, and I saw another explosive player in Modric. I think Ateta is 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 interested in wingers that are actually very explosive. You can set them on fire and you chase them. You cannot catch them. So I I think that is one of the qualities um um ever um Modric has. But I want to ask you: Arsenal signing Modric looking likely? Is it looking very likely that Arsenal will end up signing him? And it's also looking likely that it's going to be Arsenal's only signing for this window. How much? How much of an impact will this particular sign be to the Arsenal? Yeah, um, he would definitely make his, uh, his, his, his presence felt. Uh, it would be a huge impact. I mean, when a manager puts uh, or a club puts so much effort, you know, to get you, the Arsenal that we know, after a first and second bid, when the, the, the clubs begin to to make it difficult and walk away. But for Arsenal to have insisted that we keep working and trying to get this guy, it's probably because the manager has seen something about this player. It could might not necessarily even be his talent alone. Maybe the desire to play for Arsenal or he has seen um, some other aspect of the player that he thinks would add value to our own squad. So I think if he comes... One thing he will bring for us, we already have pace, no doubt. But like you say, the explosiveness is something that is very important. This is some of the counter-attack goals we've scored this season. You see how much pace played the parts in it. So you will want to have a player like that because on the left-hand side, you have a very pacey Martinelli. If he's not playing, you would like to replace him with someone that is like him too. That can do exactly what he's doing in the attacking side of things. So I think he will give us good value, hopefully. And then we are not just in the league alone. There is the league, there is the FA Cup, there is also the Europa League. And I think Ateta is really, really ready to go all out for the Europa League. The English Premier League is a league with so much intensity. 
So if Martinelli is playing against Manchester United, for example, you know how much energy he must have given out. So you expect someone else to start in the Europa League. So that alone is massive for us. So I I hope that we will be able to wrap this deal up and he will give us what we really are expecting from him. And he's very young, 22 years of age. He has a lot. He has a lot. So a, a lot of football ahead of him and young players like that are what I understand is because he can mold them to what exactly Eva, he wants. Eva, let me come in. Let me come in. Let's, let's agree or let's presume because we hope that before we record our next episode it should be an Arsenal player. But let's say Arsenal end up signing Lukam Lukaku. <laughs> Uh, what's the realistic position of Arsenal? Only um, um, Mikhail Modric now. What was the realistic position of Arsenal this season? Where do you think they will end up? I think uh, we started asking this kind of question last last season and this period in time. So um, I think to the end of the season, we keep on bringing it up. So where do you, with this signing, what do you think? I'm not saying it's official yet, but let's say it gets to send for the Arsenal. Where do you see um, realistic for the Arsenal? Finishing. I I think um, we have done so well, but everybody keeps talking about depth, which is what we don't have, and that's where people are concerned that if we can't have a good backup to this first eleven, if there is a crack in the first eleven, we'll be done for. And you know, look at the team we are competing against. Look at Manchester City, for example. You can imagine the number of forwards they have. As Haaland, you have Alvarez as a backup, you have Mares on the right, you have Foden on the left, and you have Grealish as a backup, you have Kevin De Bruyne, you have um, what's it called, Bernardo Silva. So they have options. If one person gets injured, there's someone already to replace him. You look at even Newcastle that is just behind us, look at the number of forwards they have. They have three strikers you have Wilson, you have Wood, and you have uh, Isaac. And then on the wings, you're talking about. Uh, Saint Maxima, uh, uh, um, Fraser, and the rest. So they have a lot. That's to show you they know the, they know what it means to have a backup. So if we sign Mudrish, it doesn't guarantee us anything, but it gives us okay. chance, you know, to fight to the end. If we don't get him, there is this possibility that if anything goes wrong, we are done for. From if anything goes wrong with any of our starting right. players. But if you have a Mudrish, you just feel like if anything goes wrong with one player, you have another person to replace it. So it gives us a nice, chance. Nice one, Eva. You are, you are still dodging my question. You've not realistically <laughs> told me where you feel don't, don't use lawyer brain or which you don't use uh, intelligent or smart boy brain. For me. Where do you think Arsenal will finish with the signing? In fact, I, I need a straight answer now. Where do you think we'll finish after the signing of just uh, Mudrish? Okay. And my mouth won't get to go really. No fear, talk I do with you. I am an Arsenal fan. With or without I see. I, I think I got inspired. Before before the recording of this podcast, I was watching the game between Napoli and Juventus. And Napoli uh if not won the title for more than 33, for up to 33 years now. And they were playing against Juventus that uh, that Osime has never scored against us and came to the to the league and uh, mm. tonight he got two goals and uh, they eventually won that game by five goals to one. I think that's the highest victory they've had in recent years. So and they are not ten points clear. So I think 
probably I don't know, but then I'm still putting it back to you. Where do you think Arsenal finish? It's a please, but we're out of time. About. <laughs> like, like I said a few minutes ago, I'm an Arsenal fan and I'm optimistic. So with or without Modric, we're going for the league. Since that's what you want. <laughs> with the league. <laughs> that the league where your papa put it. <laughs> I'm very hopeful. I'm very hopeful. I'm very, very hopeful. But Santi, what's your take mm-hmm. with, let's say, with the signing of Modric? Where do you think Arsenal will finish? We are winning the league, of course. Wow. Optimism. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I wish I wish John was there. I, I wish John was there. We could have been a devil's advocate. Well, um, thank you for, for your submission on that. And we are hoping that by this time next week, when we record our next episode, Modric will have been an Arsenal player. And hopefully, Arsenal will be linked to another player that is going to add fire or firepower to the team. And uh, we'll just go straight to our FPL analysis. Nothing much, nothing much to report from here. It was a very long week. And FPL, season, and FPL game week that took over. Um, that took more than 10 days to conclude. Um, we still have, uh, I think CJ is now topping in um, um, CBD Jazz, and um, I think Jasmine has dropped to second. And um, I think Virginia is third, and as well, Stan is fourth. Uh, but I just want to go straight to the more Money Super League, um, where. Yeah, uh, when we finally got our first victory after. Seven attempts, so she got a win. Hopefully, she'll be open to get another win. Um, this coming game week, there are so many other exciting fixtures to look out for for this particular game week. So many interesting to to watch or to to look out for. And um, don't worry, everything is everything is on our Facebook page at um, uh, just search for um, FPL uh, Go FPL Unit. Uh, you see everything, all our analysis. We did now and small money. She gets most of the analysis on our page. Um, just take glue and enjoy yourself. Make sure you use popcorn and uh, cook while taking it. Um, the Blazers League. Um, Santi, what is happening over there? Yeah. Uh, he what well, Watchman is leading. He's leading the uh, the Blazers League, and um, he won the manager of the week also. And he's still followed by Winter Falcons. Mm-hmm. Both of them are I think the main battle here is just between the third, fourth, and fifth. And now in third place, we have Ebuka. Mm. Third place, Mr. Sneakers. <laughs> we have a powerful FC, which is Mike. Mike is in fourth with um, Dotraki making her way to fifth position. Giving up. And um we have um mommy. Mommy is still remaining in six to mommy is still there. Fifth position. I think that's all. Uh, Ugo 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 is now in eighth position. Wow. Is in eighth position. I think I think that are the... I, I think you should I think we're done. I think we should um, leave the other irrelevant managers um let them <laughs> <laughs> you see that you see that know what you're talking about. Seriously. Um Santi, thanks for, for joining and um I'm wishing you a successful and a beautiful North London debut ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a pleasure. We are going for we are going for the win, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you said you are not going to win two one. 
Okay, well, yeah. I, I promise you um, one packet of sweet if we win two one. Exactly two one. Oh, just the hope. Just the hope. And you, you uh, ever. Um, thanks for joining to as well. But then I'm not sure I, I owe you anything because you predicting we play one one draw. But then ever thanks for joining in once more. If you not thank me now, my sweet, I go do you. I go do end this record in another <laughs> Anyway, thank you very much, guys. And it's been a pleasure doing this with my fam. Yes. Thank you, guys. And um, thank you to our listener, I mean, David, your host. See you um, in our next episode. Santi, you get anything you want to for FPO? Do you have any? Do you have any reports? I don't know if you get. I did it in position. What do you want me to? But what did I give you? <laughs>